0: How you guys feeling? You know, I I always, every time I hear the music, I I wish I could sing, you know. I always pray that if you guys don't want your talent, that the Lord would pass it through me in the night, you know. So I get up and bust some lyrics out. I just want to say I love you guys. I believe, you don't got to say that. Yeah, you too excited, bro. But I just want to encourage you guys that God has something wonderful for us today. He loves us. He's speaking to us. He has promises for us. And I believe God wants to take us into a next stage in our personal lives as well as a church. I just wait till, there's a lot of people coming in now, right? But um, I just want to pray over you. Is that okay? I just pray that your heart, Lord God, I just pray that your people, Lord God, will hear your words. Lord, you hear their cries at night. Lord, you hear their prayers, Father. Can I pray that, Lord, as I speak today, Lord, your words, Lord, that will be answered to their prayers. I thank you, Lord God, that you are a faithful God, a loving God, a merciful God, Lord. You have good things in store for us, Lord God, good plans for us, Lord God, not to harm us, Lord God, but to give us a hope in the future. So I pray today, Lord God, for many of us, Lord God, that this be the day where the future is bright, Lord, and hope comes into our hearts to move forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to tell you how I got this sermon. This is, you know, people tell jokes and stuff like that, but it's not a joke. This is my life. I got home from work. I'm I'm getting the old man syndrome where I come home from work and take a shower and I could eat a a piece of salad and I'm ready to go to bed. So I get on the couch and I'm sleeping. My wife comes over like, yo, 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 you know, you got to go to Go to the room. Come on. Get out of here. Go to the room. So I go to the room and sleep. And when you try to rest in my house, it's, it's when everything is turned up. I think they know daddy's resting. He's not supposed to rest. So they start making noise. I hear my son. This is put shame on him so he won't do this again, right? So one of my sons starts. I don't know. He gets like loud. I don't know his problem. We thought he had like a Tourette's or something. But he's like, oh, I don't know, singing stuff that makes no sense. I don't know just to be heard in the house for attention. Then on top of that, I got my neighbors upstairs cursing at each other, wishing each other dead. Then outside, I hear the buses and everybody going crazy out there like it's, like it's 12 in the afternoon. Then I hear my daughter trying to shush and shush and my wife shushing them. Shh, your father's sleeping. Shh, your father's trying to rest. You can hear everything. So I'm sitting there with my eyes open. And right before I lay down, I said, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me according to this thing. And I heard this saying, this is not a biblical saying, but this is the same we hear. It said, there's no rest for the weary. So I had to Google that. I said, look, what is that? No rest for the weary. It says it means that one's heavy workload or lack of tranquility is due to one's choices or to one's sinful nature. Today I'm going to speak, but there's so many things that we go through in life whether it's trials and tribulations, the enemy, but I want to focus on two things today. I want to focus on our choices and I want to focus on sin. Is that okay? I don't care, I'm in good company with John the Baptist, so you can say I got a demon, whatever, but I'm going to, because I believe God has something for us, amen? No hope for no, for, no rest for the weary, but the worst, remember Gary last week was saying, there's fact, and then there's truth. The fact is, we hear all the time, there's no rest for the weary because of our sins, but we got a mighty Jesus that came and died in our place. And in Matthew 11:28, it says this. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus promises that, you know, if we will lay down our burdens to him, come to him. I just want to stop right there. Come to him. Many times we don't come to him. A lot of us follow Jesus and may have served in the Lord. But a lot of us don't come to Jesus with our burdens. We grow weary trying to handle things on our own. To sit under the teaching of God, to, to, to bear his yoke, is to be his disciple. To follow his teachings, learn of him, submit to him. But if you know like, how nature goes and how life goes, we tend to do things our way. Amen. Even if we know Jesus and we know the answers, our choices are not always the choices that God has for us. And it leads us in a place where we burden. So then we come to church. I don't know about you. I'm speaking about myself personally. When you come to church at times and you worship the Lord, you worship and you worship and when you sit down, you just still feel empty. And you still feel lonely. And it's like, this is not working. I'm following you. I'm doing what you're saying. Nothing's happening. So that we end up doing our own ways. But I believe God has something wonderful for us today. Amen. Nowhere else. Okay. I want to turn, to turn to Matthew eleven sixteen. I want you guys to read this with me. Well, not read it out loud, but just read along with me. So I'm. Yo, Mark, you're right. This is very really difficult with these papers. Gary, um, George, you remember you promised me an iPad one time? You just never gave it? I mean, just saying. Because these things go back and forth, and I'm like, come on, man. All right. You ready? Jesus and John the Baptist were preaching in that time, right? As they were preaching, their message wasn't getting heard everywhere they went. They accused John of being a demon because he was pointing out sin. And Jesus was a drunk and hanging out with all the the dudes in the the street. And they said he was a glutton. They rejected the teachings that that, that John the Baptist and God had made to them. But in rejecting them, they followed sin instead. They decided to do what they wanted to do. I'm going to read Matthew 11, 16, 19. And then Jesus goes into saying, after that, he goes into saying, this is what the generation is. It says, to what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling on to others. We played the pipe for you, and you, you did not dance. we I don't know this word is. So we sang the dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, they say, he had a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, he is a glutton and a drunkard. A friend of tax collectors, excuse me, it's a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proven there, right? It, Proved right in her deeds. When they received Jesus, the message that they got, everything that God and that Jesus did and John the Baptist did was proven in their lives. I'm gonna go off right now, okay? You ready? What are you weary about today? What's got you burdened today in your hearts? What's got you carrying something when you see there's no change in your life and everything's going haywire? What is the sin that's in your life that you're holding on to, that you haven't yielded to Jesus yet? I had a vision um, one time, a long time ago, where I was in a church in the back. And I was, um, you know, people talk about visions. I wasn't seeing like angels flying around, stuff like that. But I saw myself in two positions. I saw myself up here and I was, I don't know, I had khakis on. <laughs> khakis on, like a white polo, and had a book bag, and I was like, like skipping around on the pulpit. It sounds confusing, but listen, follow me. So I was skipping around, and I had a little book bag, you know, like a little girl book bag, and it was so light, and I was just jumping around, having a good time. But then I saw myself over here carrying a huge luggage, and I was so sad and depressed and frustrated. And I asked the Lord, why is it that, <laughs> I was like was somebody else, why is it he happy and he isn't? I said, because he chooses to bear my, my burden that is easy and light. The other one is bearing his sin on the cross, like, I, which I bear on the cross. He's bearing his own sin. The weight of the world is on his shoulders, and he hasn't yielded that to me yet. I feel like God is saying, like, you know, I want to deal with sin today. I want to focus on the sins that we hold on to, that we are afraid to let go. Maybe the sin in our life has come because we got weary of God and and we feel like he didn't come through for us. So our unbelief brought us to a place where we say, I'm just going to deny Jesus all the way. I believe there's a a, a revival coming into into the United States, right? And I believe a revival is coming to New York City as well. And I believe Jesus doesn't want to just walk by us and say, you know what? There's nothing going to happen here. Let me move to the next. Because in Matthew, he talks about the, the, the nations where he denounces he said, I performed many miracles in these places, yet you did not receive. How many times we see miracles and it does nothing for us? I was the kind of person, I used to talk to my man Vic, and we used to talk about this all the time. A lot of times I was like, I don't feel nothing. Everybody's jumping around the Holy Ghost, and I'm like, I don't feel nothing. I don't see nothing. I don't know what you're experiencing. You're telling me that. A lot of times my wife tells me stuff. She has experiences. Not to say I'm like dead inside, but she has these experiences, and I'm like... Uh, And she's just so full of joy, and it's real. Like, Jesus did this, and this, and that, and this, and that. And I'm, like, scratching my head. like, oh, man, this is long. I'll be real, right? But you know that, right? Yeah, well, just burst the bubble, amen. But it's like, you know, it's things. I'm not connecting somehow with that. Why is it I'm not connecting with that? Why is it that I don't feel what she's feeling? What's wrong with me? But what happens is, my sin inside that I hold on to, my unbelief prevents me from reaching that goal that God has for me. It prevents me from experiencing the goodness of God in this land. So to tendency, a lot of times when people come to church, they don't receive the gospel. And I, as leaders, sometimes you get frustrated. You can be like, man, it's not working. So we start trying, doing backflips now and trying to compromise, right? You know, like, we feel it, you feel it. Come on, we're pushing, we're pushing. But you know what? That's not a, that's not a place to do that. It's your choice, and it's our choice. We made a choice to follow Jesus. We have to live our, our lives and follow him the way he, you know, he, he wants us to be, and it's also your choice. We're not going to force you. I'm not going to say we, but you know what? God's not going to force you to do something you don't want to do. If you su- I, we was talking, I was talking with my man Derek the other day, and we were talking about struggling. And I learned this a long time ago. And we were talking about if you're struggling with sin, you're struggling because you like it. If you were a girl, you like the girl, and you're doing things you're not supposed to do, don't say you're struggling with that. Don't only struggle if you have is that so you don't have more time doing it. Amen? Can I be real? Because when God gave me this message, He didn't say, Talk to the world out there about sin. Yeah, they know they're in sin, they know the life's in But what happens when that's inside the church? You know how difficult it's getting to preach the gospel and to, be a, a, to live a life? Back in the days, it was a stage where we, we, we would seek God out and a little bit of, you know, I was an 80s guy, so I love the 80s music. A little bit of that music, and that was part of the diet. You know, you eat fruits and vegetables and a little bit of candy. Now it's still places a lot of candy and a little bit of fruits. And the little, fruit, little bit of fruits is on Sunday. That's why Wednesdays are empty. Wednesdays are empty because you ain't you pit too busy. We all work. We all got jobs. My wife uses it all the time. We got five kids, but they're grown already. They take care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, gotta put that. They're big already. You can stop using that. Amen? <laughs> they got mustaches. Look at this. My son, he's like a, a beard. Ugh. Amen. You know, you can tell I'm praying for the stage when God blesses them to move on. Amen? Anyway, but it's our decision, it's your choice. I had so much things I want to say, but I have to be real with you. It's your choice. Why won't you make the choice? If you know there's something good for you and someone's telling there's something good for you, why won't you choose that? Aren't you weary already for the things that are going out there? The heartbreak, the frustration. I don't know. I could talk about my thing. You know, everywhere I go, it's like, I have, I have to. There's, everywhere I go, it's like homosexuality. I, don't, I love them. I don't, like, I don't agree with that, what they're doing, but I love it. I have bosses. I have people in my job. I have to love them and support them. And when people die, I hug them and tell them everything's going to be okay. But they make a choice out there in this world. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's not to condemn nobody because that sin is no greater than anything. you stealing a pencil. Or you think it's something in your mind all the time you're not supposed to be doing. There's no difference. But nobody wants to address things because they're afraid to offend people, afraid to hurt people. But those people are hurting and then carrying a heavy burden. But where is our part in that? When is it that we step in and we say, you know what, Jesus loves you. Whether they receive it or not, that's not our job. That's, that's up to them if they receive it. And it's up to us to just love people and care for people where we go. The same thing for anybody else that's out there thugging or killing people, cheating, abusive, it doesn't matter. It's our job to be a light in that situation and show them there's a better way. There's a relief from this burden that they're carrying in their lives. That God makes a way out. But what generation will we be? Will we be the generation like the old ways where every time God did his miracles? You know, we, I, don't, I don't know if you're, you've been a Christian a long time or you've read the word. We always hear about the Old Testament. Oh man, a fire from the sky and a cloud. I would definitely believe we always say that because we're looking for things like that. But when God does miracles now, we don't believe. I don't know about you. You know how many times I go places and me and my wife go places and, and pray for people and they get the answers to prayer, but they don't, the answers don't come for you? And my wife was praying for sickness. She was talking about sickness the other day. I said, yo, my leg hurts. Can you pray for my leg? You're praying people's sickness is the way, you know. But I guess there's a place where that, 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 maybe that's not for me. Maybe that's for someone else. Maybe don't God don't have that for me. Maybe that's, that, that, that's, that, that's something God does for people that are greater and, and, and anything like that. But God is looking for our hearts today. And wondering when are we going to turn course. I want to read Hebrews 4. I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's really short. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to read Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. I'm reading the Amplified Version. It says, in so much that as we as believers have a great high priest who already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling to tenaciously, to tenaciously, right? To our absolute trust in him as savior. For we do not have a high priest who, who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and temptations, but one who has been tempted knowing exactly how it feels to be human in, res- in every respect as we are, yet without committing sin. Can I stop right there? Jesus is not clueless of what we're going through. He knows exactly what we feel. He knows exactly the pain we go through. I can't imagine. You know, we think that Jesus is so holy, but you know, I'm pretty sure all the things that we go through, he, it came his way, but he chose not to sin. So he sympathizes with us. He said, like, I know what you're going through. Just like we read before, he's humble and, and, and gentle in heart. He knows what you're going through. And he makes a way out of that situation. Amen? Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor. With confidence and without fear so that we may receive mercy for our failures. And his amazing, and his amazing grace to help to, in time of need. An appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. I believe in my heart. Just reading that scripture that there is a moment that's waiting in the, in, in, the, in the next step of your life or whatever decision you make that's going to be a breakthrough for you. A moment that comes with blessing, everything you've been asking for. Like me and my wife have been praying for a lot of things, and, and we, we talk about this all the time, but when January came and the Lord told us change is coming, I was like, amen. You know, we think of the good things, like change coming. And then I think Pastor George invited a, a pastor friend of his, right, to come preach and he's like, it's not always what you expect it to be. I remember it was something like that, right? And I was like, this guy is blasphemy. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's trying to contradict what I was saying. But it was so true. Sometimes you hear change and it's not what you expect it to be. And I'm telling you, we went through we're going through hell this year. A lot of garbage. But it got to a place where so instead of crying about it, I just gave it to the Lord. And I said, I'm making a choice this year, Lord God. If you say you're going to do change, you're going to make change happen. So I'm just going to lay it down. And the picture I got was Abraham and Isaac. The Lord will make a way and the Lord will provide. But I have to lay some things down at the altar. Sometimes it's my promises and blessings that I'm looking for. Sometimes I lay down at the altar and trust the Lord. He's going to provide for me. Sometimes I got to lay my children on the altar and say, Lord, you're going to make a way. You're going to answer me what I need and I have to put them down knowing that God's going to provide. Sometimes I got to put my needs and my frustrations and my fears at the altar and say, no, Lord, you're going to make a way. But I think the most important thing to do when I saw myself in a situation where I got to lay at the altar. I got to yield myself to Christ and say, Lord, you know what? Whatever you're going to do, you're going to do it and I don't have to try to make it happen. I don't got to try to fix things and, and try to uh, think of a great idea for things to come about. Another thing we have to lay out to altars our sin. I don't want, I, I'm trying so hard not to like bring out sin, but can I be real with you? The number one thing I don't like, I, I married my wife, right? I love her. We go through trials and tribulations. We have great times. We do all that stuff, and it's work. Don't say you got a wife and a husband. You ain't married. I got so many. My husband, my husband, my husband, my husband. I said, Oh, yeah, you got married? We got married. Uh, no, we're not married. We live together. They're living together. I guess Section 8 and you don't have to pay a rent. Right, does that happen here? Because I notice a lot of times when I say stuff, I think it's so silly, and I find out down the lines actually those things are happening in the church. Are you beating the system? I don't know. I'm going to have to talk about it then. Are we beating the system? Are we trying to act? Say I served the Lord and I found God, but we trying to beat the system so we get like a lot of food stamps and not trusting the Lord that he's going to provide a way. Living with somebody so you can say like so they can get their rent. <laughs> oh my God, you can get their paycheck, but yet you're living on like a $300 rent or something like that. Like is that is that the people we a God we are? God wants better from us. That's not what God wants from us. If you're lost, if you're like lost in sin, you need to connect to somebody ask God, yo, help me. You know, I need you to help me through this. I don't know what to do. I keep falling into this and it's, uh, <laughs> I like it, whatever. You got to be honest. Confess your faults once in a and pray for each other that, you, that, that your prayers won't be hindered. If you're dealing with something, go to somebody. Don't be afraid to go to leaders. You know, so if you don't trust, can I be honest, you don't trust leaders, go to a counselor. Go see a counselor or somebody. Go see someone that you can trust and confide in and say, you know what? I'm going through something. I don't know how to stop this. I need guidance in this situation. To stay quiet about it and be on the island of yourself, you will be destroyed, guaranteed. God has better for us. We cannot be a church and look like the world. We we can dress like them and wear the same clothes they wear, but we can't act like them. We got to be different. You want to make an impact, but you don't want to be different. I would say, we don't want to be, I would say you, we don't want to be different. We don't want to look silly. We don't want to raise our hands and just really re- feel free and worship God. A lot of us raise hands out of religious things, of rituals. i supposed to raise my hand. I remember when we was growing up and we was in church. We just we sit there as little kids and, you know, children know more than adults sometimes and could. Exp- uh, uh, ex- you know, spy on things. And I remember as kids, the song would come to a certain point and we know, here we go. And then, uh, and we raise, everybody raise their hand and we put it back down. And then we would know who would do what and who jumped around here, who bounced there. We just knew at the right time, here it goes. They're going to cry now. They're going to cry. Yeah, they cry. That's what we used to do as kids. But those people were the worst people in the world. The worst attitudes. And I've seen people heal people and do a lot of things but have the worst attitudes towards people. Because they refuse to listen to the gospel. They refuse to listen to what the word says. They refuse to take that and live that every day of their life. It's not a one-time thing. If you come to Christ and say yes to Jesus, it's not all of a sudden all your problems are gone and you're never going to face any trials and tribulations. This is a daily thing that you have to sacrifice. And it's not just sin that you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your ways. God doesn't call us to bear the the sin of the world on our our shoulders. He bore that. So now what do I do? If he's more the sinner of, of the world on his shoulders and I, I say yes to him and I put my sin on him, then what am I have to do? What cross do I have to bear in this situation? And that's yielding yourself to Jesus. If he says this, then I'm going to do that. If I have anxiety and worry, I'm going to cast my cares upon him because he cares for me. If I need peace, he says he gives me the peace that surpasses all own understanding. Jesus is not a, 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 a vending machine. I need peace. i Give giving a peace because I need a peace because I need to go back and do what I'm doing. Right now, I feel a little stressed out. You notice that you don't get the peace? You notice that you're still stressed out? And you get like fixes. We get like these little hits here and there. I'm not I'm just saying drugs, but I'm saying like it could be drugs, but I'm saying these little fixes here and there that kind of make us feel better for the moment, but it's not full. It doesn't really fulfill us. There's a story in the Bible when uh, there was 10 lepers, and they came across Jesus, and he healed all 10 lepers. And he said, go to the priest, and as they got healed, only one came back and said, thank you. And he said, where's the other, other nine? And because that guy came back, not only his physical ailments were healed, but his soul was healed in completion. If you've been in the church a long time, how many people have come to church and received, were crying out to God and received a blessing from God, received a miracle, and they disappeared? Where's the gratefulness in that? Where's the thanking Jesus and saying, Lord, you made a way for me, and I'm going to continue to follow you? Are we a people, a generation that that gets stuff and we run away? Are we a generation that, that sees miracles and doesn't move us, it doesn't bother us? I don't care. Has your bitterness and anger has overtaken you to the point where, you know, nothing moves you anymore? I pray today that you would just come to Jesus and say, Lord, Lord this is what I am and this is what I'm going through. You said, come. There's a song I was, I was, I'm not going to sing it. Somebody's clapping? What's going on? I'm not singing There's a song that talks about coming out of the darkness, that I like the darkness, but when he called my name, I came out. I ran out of that darkness because it was light. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden." That's the first choice. It's your choice. He's calling you. He's calling to your life of holiness. He's calling you a life of freedom, a life full of joy. Hope and, and prosperity and blessings, but it's your choice. You first thing you have to do is come. And he makes a first promise, and I will give you rest. If we come to Jesus and surrender to Jesus and say, you know, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to follow you, even if I don't really know if is the right way or I don't even know, I'm just going to trust you. He makes a promise that he will give you rest. Are you, rest, are you restless today? Are you resting? Are you, in your spirit, is there, is there a lack of resting in your life? Are you weary with sin? Are you burdened by religion and nothing's happened for you? Is your bills all jacked up? Is your house jacked up? Are you confused with direction? One of my things I always pray about, I always say, I you were stealing. One of the, one of the things I, I always pray about is, Lord, give me direction. It reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen Saturday Night Fever. You ever seen that movie? Saturday Night Fever. And there's a girl in there, she's like, um, she's asking all these questions. And John Travolta's asking her, why are you hanging out with that guy? You know, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't, I don't want to look stupid. She's like, I don't want to say, I don't know, I don't know. And I don't want to be a person that says, I don't know, I don't know. And I pray for direction always. But there's no way I can get direction in my life according to the scripture, according to what God has in my life, if I don't go to him. You can't do this work on our own. We can't do this on our own anymore. God wants us to surrender and yield those things. But then there's a, there's a terrible thing that happens in the word, in Matthew 11. I'm going to read it. You ready? I don't know if I have it here. I don't think I have it. But anyway, there's a, I could a paraphrase what's going on. Jesus goes and starts denouncing the people. And he goes to one of the cities, and he says, if I, I did all these miracles there, if you, I think I said this before, but if you, if I were to preach this message somewhere else, like Sodom, he talks about Sodom, he said, that place will be here today. If you know what Sodom and Gomorrah is, remember that in the scriptures? People are wilding out and with animals and cats and every, all the crazy stuff like that. i just just paraphrasing. Cause. But he said, if I were to go minister and do these miracles there, they would have been changed. And I have to say this everywhere I go. If I'm preaching here, I have to say it here. It'll be, like he told Jesus, it'll be woe to us if we hear the gospel and not respond. It'll be a woe to us. Because it'll be better for for Sodom in in the day of judgment than it will be for us. Because they didn't get to hear the message of the gospel. But we got to hear the message of the gospel. And we got to hear it. And it's our choice if we're going to believe it or not. We're not here to move you. Jesus does not want to move you, give you fluffy feathers and goosebumps. But he wants you to make a decision to say, you know what, Lord? If you're saying this for me and you have something better for me, I have to believe and have faith to say, you know what? What you say is true and I'm going to say yes to it. I think it's time to stop all this stuff already. For myself and for you guys, all of us, it's time to stop the sin. It's time to stop doubting. If we have unbe- if trouble with unbelief, say, Lord, help me with my unbelief. God will come through for you. God will give you faith. God will give you strength. He'll come through when you you do your little prayers and cries and say, Lord, I'm asking for this, but I don't really believe. I don't really trust. But if you're real, Lord God, please do it. Where Where are you today? What generation are we today? I tell you one thing I hate the most, and my wife knows this I hate cycles. I hate going in cycles. I hate when things are good and then next, you know, we know the next couple of months is going to be a downtime, and it's going to be a weary time and then the next thing we go back up again and we have all this faith and believing again. Then we go back there. I, I don't want to go through that. I believe in my spirit. God said, I, I want to stop that today. It says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. It's not just salvation from your sin. It's not just salvation because you don't know Jesus, but some of us need salvation in our situations. You can't be afraid to come to Jesus. Try it. You, we, we, don't we try everything else? Right? If somebody's crossing us in the street, instead of being kind, it's easy to say your mother, you know, right? It's easy enough to roll upside. We always <laughs> do that. Did I tell you that story one time? You want to hear a funny story again? To lighten up your feelings so you don't feel like you're going to kill yourself? Amen. I've been one t- I think I told this story before. I think I did. I one time, I think I did, I did tell this story. One time I was going to beat up a lady, her daughter, and her husband one time. I don't know if I would have won, but I was going to attempt. I was full of so much rage. I had so much rage. And I was going to church. And seeking the Lord, I had so much rage. I didn't know what else to do. It was easy, and that's so I felt helpless. Instead of yielding to Christ and saying, Lord, help me, it was easier to be to blow up and yell. So I go. <laughs> a, bus, a bus stops. I'm in Bay Plaza. If you know this person, tell them I said sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> but then I, I go to Bay Plaza, and the bus is there. And then the bus just stops, and I come up. You know, you have to be careful because people run out. It's not a school bus. I didn't see no stop thing pop up. So that means I have the right of way. I don't got to stop for the bus. So I'm going there, and I see a lady, her hum- husband, pop out. And I, ooh, I stopped. So, I, you know, I just, you first you got to be humble. When you're ghetto or you, you got issues, you got to be humble first. And then you can react. You say, I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> so, so I I, I said, um, ooh, I'm sorry. You know, like, got all wimpy. <laughs> ooh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So she stares me down. That was, a, that, was the, that was the issue right there. She stares me down, like, like it's, like it's my fault. So I'm like, it's my fault? You don't want to pop that? So I opened, I opened the window. I was like, you, sh- you shouldn't cross. You had, again, I'm trying to be nice. I should have just let her go. So I said, like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm just, I'm just saying look, you you shouldn't wait. You got to look both ways when you cross the street. So she said, you got to look, and that was it. This is a, 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 a Christian believer in Christ. And I began speaking in tongues. Not holy tongues, but I started speaking in tongues. You this and you that, and F you and F that and F that, like that. So in, in me now, now because I, I decided to sin, <laughs> there's no stopping it, you know? Once the enemy gets a foothold, he's like, now nah, let's go all the way. You might as well go all the way. So I was like, I'm waiting for this dude to say something to me. I was like, I, I, I could hit him, you know? I had this thing, pray for me. I had this thing, that I'm in the car, so I'm not scared of nobody. Because doesn't matter how hard you walk across the street slow, I still can run you over, right? Amen? But, yeah. Pray for me. Pray for your leaders. So the lady gets upset, and I start getting angry, and I'm I'm just losing it, I'm losing it, losing it, losing it, to the point I'm like, I I just lose it, I just threaten her. I was like, I'm going to knock you out, and I'll knock your husband out, and I'll knock your little daughter out, I just lost it. I lost it. And my wife's in the car, Jesus, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And afterwards, all that comes is just shame. And I'm trying to look for Gary to call, I'm like, Gary, Gary, I'm but the shame, are you dealing with shame today? Have you done some things that you shouldn't have done? And the enemy is trying to hold that shame over you and telling you there is no hope for you. You are not going to change. You deserve punishment now. You deserve this. But that's a burden you're carrying. The Lord wants to release that burden today. You ain't got to be like that. You can trust the Lord. Right? Right? What happens if I, act, if I acted out in the street like that? I would have went to jail, right? Or got knocked out. Maybe that guy, he, he looked like he couldn't fight, but I don't know, you know? You never know. These guys could be like, like, flip me or something like that. But our decisions matter. The choices you make matter. If you make poor choices, you will receive poor, um, poor, poor, poor um, responses, but then what happens then? you want We come to the altar. Let's be real. There's nothing wrong coming to the altar. You should come to the altar 10,000 times. But the thing is, if we come to the altar because we're deliberately doing stuff all the time, we think there's going to be a change? Your decisions matter. Whatever I do or say out my mouth, it matters. If I say yes to Jesus, that matters. If I say no to Jesus, that matters. So what are you going to do today? Are you going to be a... What does that say? Oh, you? I thought we keep the fonts. Isn't that the thing we're supposed to keep the fonts? It's <laughs> an so, inside joke. Generation rest. Are we going to be a generation of rest? Don't you want to live in rest? I know you. I don't want to be stressed out no more. I don't want to be frustrated no more. I want to trust that God's going to make a way when there I see no way, and I don't know how it's going to get out of the situation. I've been seeing, I've, I believe this, I've been in a season where so many bad things are happening, but then so many good things are happening. And I'm almost confused, like, what, what's going on? But, but what is it? Where, where, where sin abound, much more grace is there. And if you're dealing with sin and you got consumed with this stuff, where it's like eating you up, I got to tell you, there's grace for you. Greater than you think. Mercy there for you to break the chains of darkness in your life. And bring you out to the light. God is not here to condemn us. He's not here to condemn us. If you feel condemned today by my words, that's not my attention. My thing is to bring sin out to the light and to bring you deliverance from, the, from what you're going through. And maybe it's not sin. Maybe you're just frustrated with life. Maybe the enemy's coming at you really strong right now. And you know, like, Lord, I'm, 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 tr- I'm trusting you and I need a way out. But you know what? If you feel burdened today, I feel God's going to give you peace. Peace that surpasses all that understanding. Things that you can't even imagine. How can I have rest in this moment? But yet you have rest. Because in your own strength, what will you do? I don't know. Some people are, are godly, even in the, in the world. But I don't know what I would do. Without Jesus, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. Everything that I want to accomplish, I can't do nothing. In my mind, I feel inadequate in the majority of things I do. Without Jesus, I can't do nothing. That weight that's on you, you cannot release that. That can't go on your own strength. You can't make, make that go away without Jesus. So can we all stand? I'm not forcing Please don't be forced to come up here. I'm not going to force you to come up. But your choices matter. Your choices matter. God is not a God that he forces his way upon people. He's a gentleman. But it's up to you. It's up to you. You want freedom from this stuff? I say this stuff because I don't know what you're going through. You want freedom from this stuff? You want to see a breakthrough in your life? You want to see peace? Some of us want to see things mended, right? Don't you have things like that? Lord, I want you to sort of mend this relationship, mend this, uh, this family member. I want, to, I want to see restoration. I want to see um, salvation for people. If that's you, I, want to, I hear the Lord saying, come. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden. If in the past the church has brought burden to you, the religiousness, because in this story they're talking about the Pharisees and all that stuff like that, if religion has bound you and people have made you feel less than or made you feel like they put a weight on you, or expectation of you, but yet they don't follow that lifestyle, if that's you and you need to be free today, I want you to come. If sin is reigning in your life, you're like, Lord, I have no control of this no more, this is eating me up inside, it's killing me, I want you to come. If you feel hopeless inside, if you're broken inside, I want you to come. Today is the day of salvation. We don't know what tomorrow brings. You wake up the next day, you may not wake up. I don't know what tomorrow brings. Maybe tomorrow is the day where your family member gets saved. Maybe tomorrow is the day you break through in that job. Maybe tomorrow is the day that the things you've been crying out for in your body, you have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and it's going to come out. That you're good and you're healthy. I don't know what tomorrow holds for you, but I'm saying today is the day of salvation. And God wants to release you of this weariness in our souls. God has plans for this place, plans for you individually. God don't want you to sit in this building for the next 20 years and nothing changing in your life. That's not what he wants. Each one of us has a plan. God has a plan for us. Each one of us, God has something to do in our lives, whether it be a business, whether it be a ministry. whether it be. But if we sit here for 20 years and no change because we're rebellious inside and we say, I don't want to move because you didn't do this. I don't want to move because this person did that to me. Then that's woe on you. There's not woe on Jesus. Jesus didn't cause those things. There's a real enemy out there that's trying to destroy you, kill, steal, and destroy, for, destroy you. And every time we say no to Jesus, every time we say no to his setting us free, every time we no say to his love and mercy, we're saying yes to the enemy. Because if we're not followed, Jesus said to himself, we're not followers of him, you followers of your father, the devil. Now, that sounds harsh. So you can call me whatever but it's the truth. What does the Bible say? Jesus said that. If you're not for Jesus, then who are you for? We can't be lukewarm down the middle anymore. We can't ride both sides. I'm riding with the world, but I'm also riding with Jesus at the same time. It's no more. God has better things for you. This is not about the church, and this is not about um, um, us looking a certain way, or, or you pleasing me. It's about you, whatever God has for you. I don't know what he has for you. But don't you want to experience it? If there's something better, won't you want to taste and see that he's he's good? So I want you to ask you to come up. If you don't believe in Jesus today, you never know Jesus, and you want to know him as your personal savior, and you want to see that he puts you in 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 the Lamb's book of life. He wants to show you that there's a plan for you for hope in the future. I want you to come. If you have family members that you're standing in the gap for, it's not just about sin. If you're standing in the gap for people that don't believe in Jesus, I want you to come. The Lord wants to break chains today. He wants to break chains. We're not going to be the generation of depression. We're not going to be Generation X and all this crazy stuff that people say out there. We're, we're going to be a generation where it brings restoration to people when we open our mouths. I want to live in restoration, don't you? I want to live restored. I want to be free inside. I don't want nothing holding me back. I don't want oh, sin holding me back. I don't want shame from the past holding me back. Don't you know when you come to Jesus, everything is washed away? And when he looks at you, he sees, God sees Jesus. He sees the redemption over your life. He sees you as a whole new person. Now you get to walk free. It doesn't matter what people say outside. I'm going to be real with you. If you serve the Lord today, you say yes to Jesus, and the world says, well, you're still that same person. That's dumb. Let them see the fruit in me as I follow Jesus. Amen? So, we're the worship team. Come on, you. I want, you to, I want you to pray this prayer. Everybody can bow their heads. It's real simple prayer. The most simple prayer you're probably going to pray in your whole life. And you don't need a dictionary for it. You don't need to know the whole Bible for it. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know the world. You don't have to be your first time in church. You don't have to be you know that stuff. And the only prayer I say for you to pray today is say Yes. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Your life will never be the same. If you say yes to Jesus, and as you say yes to Jesus today, I believe in the name of Jesus that that heavy burden that's weighing on you is going to be lifted and it's going to be exchanged with something that's lighter. Because a good God that loves you, a good God that cares about you, that sees everything, knows everything you're going through, was tempted with it, but said no. And in Him saying no, He said, I'm going to bear all the things that try to destroy you. And everything that wants to destroy you and bring you down, God said, I'm going to bear that on the cross for you. And in Him doing that, when we say yes to Him, we get freedom today. So Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you will move upon your people. Lord, we don't um, comfort sin or, or, you know, and things like that, Lord God, but we we pray that you bring conviction of sin, Lord God, that in that conviction, Jesus, people will find your goodness. People will find your love and your mercy and how much you care for them. Let them come out of the darkness and see the light, Father God. Let them see your goodness in, in this land, Father God. With expectation of the next life to come Lord God so we say yes to you today Jesus and in that Lord God coming to you to say yes Lord you remove this heavy burden off our shoulders Lord I, re- I just come against shame right now in the name of Jesus unbelief right now in the name of Jesus fear Lord God I just rebuke fear in the name of Jesus I pray this will be a place where people will come in and be set free, Lord God. I pray that people won't be, George, where you at? I pray that people will come here and won't feel comfortable no more. They can have a cup of coffee in their hands, but they won't feel comfortable no more. I pray the day of comfort is over in this place. I pray when you walk through those doors, we don't have to pray because conviction is going to fall upon people, even on the outside. Who will say yes and who will do it for Jesus? Who will stand in the gap and say, you know what, I'll be the one, Lord God. You may feel like a person with unclean lips and say, I don't know what to say and I'm a dirty Lord God. But just like he did with the prophet, I'll touch that lip and I'll touch that tongue and give you the words to say and the life to live and the way to go no more comfort in this place in the name of Jesus God made promise to me when I came to this place you know we go up in church and we see all this stuff and like things ain't never going to change that's the way in the back of my the way I used to think things ain't never going to change people are stuck in their ways and things ain't never going to change but Lord promised me in this place that his light will shine in this place that don't mean we'll be here forever that may mean you may go minister but this is our home this will always be our home but this is going to be a place where people's lives are changed we're in the hardest season of of, 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 of any generation we're waiting for the coming of Christ to come back. We just can't be mediocre anymore. Maybe we're used to mediocre in life that this is the way things always are and, you know, I get what I get and I don't get upset, right? We told kids that? You get what you get, you don't get upset? No, I'm upset because I know God got more for me and I don't want to be a mediocre no more. I look at every one of you guys, I see... F- Potential. I see potential. And we are in the heart, you know what? I rebuke the hardening of hearts right now in the name of Jesus. That nothing moves you. You don't move me. You don't move me. No. no. I don't like the way you preach. I don't care. I don't care, right? It's the message of Jesus Christ that's the matters the most. That's what matters the most. So you say yes to Jesus today? Do you say even if you didn't come to the front, do you say yes to Jesus today? So as we worship, I want you to worship in your new life and your freedom. I want to worship, I want you to worship knowing that God's about to do something in this place that you haven't seen in a long time or may have never seen. Change has may have bring conflict, but change is coming. Do you believe that? That change is coming for you? Yes. I don't know. I'm believing for a lot of crazy stuff from my home. But I don't have a stress no more. I don't have fear no more. Because he's going to come through. So I thank you for saying yes to Jesus. And he will not let you down. Man may let you down, but Jesus will not let you down. Amen? So let's worship in freedom. Let's worship for our not only the present time, but let's worship for our, our future. The future is bright. Are you ready? I don't, you don't have to have all the answers because I don't have all the answers. I don't even know what to expect. But I, leave, I believe that Jesus is coming through in a mighty way. And he's looking for people that he can speak through. People that can touch the sick. People that can touch the hurt. People that can touch the broken. That your smiles and your hugs alone will set people free from years of darkness. Is that the people we are, or are we just like a business? We ain't gonna be a we're not a business. This is not a non-profit organization. This is the house of God. This is the place we come to worship. And there's gonna be breakthrough, amen. All right. You want me to sing?
1: There's some people that are here that maybe didn't come up to the front, but in your heart you have set in your heart that you declare today is the day that you believe and you receive that change, that forgiveness, that redemption. You said, I am one and God has got to saw your heart and maybe you didn't catch the whole message but you just kept caught just a portion, the portion that just said that you no longer have to live in sin and in shame but he has overcome the world he has overcome everything and he is keep wants to give you freedom maybe that's that's all you heard today we want to say that freedom is yours forgiveness is here for you jesus is here for you and each and every person in this room at one or another made a decision to follow christ and wasn't 100% sure what that really meant we just knew that we were tired of living the way that we were living. And so we made a decision and said, God, if you're real, then 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 help me. Because right now, it's just, I've tried everything else. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is real, man. And I'm sure even, even the newest person here that may not fully understand. But at this point, I'm sure they understand that Christ is real because they've seen him. Speak to their lives and so you may not understand the deepest things of the Bible but understand this that he has come to save you he has come because he loves you and it's his desire that you would be saved everything else you'll learn as you go but the Bible is where you'll learn it from that's where the word is there the promises are there you can learn from that and you can trust that and then all of us around you will surround you and we'll do the best we can to lead you on that path man that we're all walking because you ain't alone we walk in this together and we ain't reached perfection yet god knows we all should be standing up here but god is about his church man and he made a promise that he's coming back for a bride without spot or blemish So you will reach perfection if God said that's what he's coming back for. So you can just bless yourself, bless the person next to you. Just agree with this if you agree with it. Father we thank you for this opportunity Lord we are still in your hands we believe your promises oh God and that's what we live on Father that's the foundation Father of our walk is what you've spoken into our lives oh God and we trust you and we declare to you this day Lord that we'll walk Father not with this burden anymore we release this to you oh God we step back into the promises into the walk into the purpose of our lives Father we don't longer sit back and But we step back into the purpose that you have for us, oh God, because people need us, oh God. So we thank you for your forgiveness, oh God. But it's time to get back to work. You are blessed. Continue to be a blessing.